Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 33. So, Brooke, um, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Listeners, uh, we do want to take this opportunity to apologise. We did a bit of a runner on you guys without any notice. Yes, we're um, very sorry I'll about Brooke, that. I'll let Brooke explain. <laughs> uh, like, look, things got a little bit mental a few weeks ago. Cal was moving house and I was completely overwhelmed, I'm going to say, in work. And we decided, actually, it was interesting the way it came about. We both were kind of dancing around the idea of taking a bit of a break, but neither of us really wanted to be the first to say, I need to take a break. <laughs> but when it was offered up as, a, as an option, we both jumped at the chance to just simplify for a minute and, uh, you know, take something off our collective plates. You know, in, in a perfect world, we would have planned for this ahead of time, but that's one of the things that I'm a big proponent of is being flexible enough to say, okay, this isn't currently working. Let's just take a, a moment. And we did. <laughs> we did. And I and yes, as you guys heard, I moved house. I'm finally, finally in my new house. And guys, I have to tell you, it is actually better than I imagined it would be. So that's good, isn't it? <laughs> it's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. And it was look, the break was absolutely worthwhile too, not only so that you could focus on moving house and I could focus on not dying of overwhelm but <laughs> it was actually also quite a a good lesson and a good reminder I think to just not sweat things once we once we decided that that was the right option I just didn't angst about it anymore and I do yeah. apologize though that we didn't communicate with you guys ahead of time but that was just you know the way it, it worked in this particular instance and it was just nice don't you think Kel to be able to say okay this is what I need to be doing and not not doing and feeling okay about that yeah it was a good I I didn't overthink it too much like you said we just went you know we made the decision and we went okay let's do it and um yeah as you said I didn't spend too much time worrying which is what I normally do worrying about our listeners and oh what will happen to our download numbers or our subscribers I just went look this happens this Mm -hmm. is a simple living podcast (laughs) we're talking about letting it be um, this is an example of doing so. So I would like to say thank you to the people who did contact us to kind of say, um, where are you guys? It's <laughs> nice to be missed. We do appreciate being <laughs> missed. Yes, that's always a nice feeling. But, yes, no, we are back. We aren't going anywhere. We really love doing this podcast. Um, I missed having these conversations, I will say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's it. I'm like, like, we have to keep doing this podcast, otherwise I don't get to speak to you. Exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> things we do to have chats with our friends That's right, and record them and publish them on the internet okay. so Kel, what are we talking about today <laughs> so we're talking about a bit of a, a dicey negative kind of topic and that topic is resentment and I think this caught your ear because I mentioned it in a recent episode of straight and curly and um, I was talking about the fact that I get outside help in my home we have a nanny who comes twice a week to kind of do school pickups, do a couple of dinners, help with, you know, the kids' baths and meals and stuff um, two nights a week. And the reason that we do this is 
it helps reduce the potential resentment that I personally could feel about the large load that I carry in our home mm-hmm. as compared to Ant. And there is a really good reason I carry that load. It's a very intentional thing that Ant and I have done for this particular stage of our life. So I um, really wanted to minimise my involvement in our business, which means Ant's carrying a really, really large load in our business. So the trade-off of that is that I carry a really, really large load at home. That said, you know, Ant still needs to be present and help out at home. And if I'm carrying the total load by myself, then it just has that potential to breed resentment in our relationship because I can be just like, you know, it's all fine and well and good that I said I would carry the larger load at home, but that doesn't mean you can't do anything, you, know, you don't do anything, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So I just feel um, resentment is a horrible little cancer that really affects relationships on all relationships, not just romantic ones. And so it's something that I try to be really proactive about where, where and when I can. Yeah. So, but where do you stand on this one? Yeah. When you mentioned resentment as being a cancer in a relationship it just it really struck me because it was it's absolutely been my experience of resentment you know it starts as this kind of small thing that might not seem a, a big deal but it just grows and grows under the surface until some breaking point or some crisis point happens and you're right it's it's not just a romantic relationship issue it's all it's all relationships working relationships and friendships and you know, relationships with our kids and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it can be so poisonous. You know, the more I thought about it before we recorded today, the more uh, problems, relationship problems or issues or frictions or arguments stem from resentment than than I originally thought. It's just such a a negative drain on every kind of relationship if we allow it to be. And I know for me it's become it's been in the past and I'm definitely much better at sort of cutting it off before it becomes an issue now. But it it's just it's been so damaging. Yeah, well I just think it really affects so it affects how we communicate. So when we have this little thing festering inside of us, the way that it manifests is in how we speak to people. So mm. if that resentment is sitting there, it colours how we see people's actions. Yes. Like, you know. So we see we see behavior, and we immediately color it with that resentful feeling that we've we've got, and then it and then that then in turn colors how we communicate to that person. So it's you know that whole thing of like you know just to be stereotypical, you know, it's the mum who's been at home all day with the kids, da 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 da. Dad's been at the office. He comes home from work. So in his head, he's just like. I've just been at the office all day and I'm just shattered mentally. I just need 10 minutes to decompress before jumping into the whole family thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, mum's at home and she's just like, so she sees him come in the door and he heads off to the bedroom and then, see, you know, she goes, she says, what's he doing in there? Goes in there and finds him sitting on the bed on his phone and thinks, what the hell? Like, why are you doing that? Like, you're just being selfish. I'm, you know, you should be out here helping me. And it, we lose perspective a lot, don't you think, when we – because when we are feeling these resentful feelings already, it means that we see that behaviour as disrespectful, whereas if we're not feeling resentful, then we, we're much, much more able to see it for what it is, like this person is just decompressing before they enter back into the fray. And Absolutely. they're also doing that mental shift as well. I think people, we have to understand that like when, 
when you go from office mode to home mode, like this big mental shift that has to happen and it can't just be done like by walking through the front door. That's, I think, too much to expect of each other. Yeah, I think you're, you're really, you're right. It colours the way we see actions and hear words or, you know, hear communication from people. I think if we're feeling resentful already and, you know, I'll talk a bit more about where that feeling of resentment comes from in a sec, for me anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, and then that is just this, you know, ever devolving kind of cycle of anger and resentment and frustration and, and that feeling of disrespect and nothing good comes from there. You know, yeah. we're not going to turn around and all of a sudden find clarity and perspective and say, okay, well, maybe this is why they're doing that thing. And this is why I'm seeing that thing in this way. It's just, it just becomes this kind of seething mass of rage <laughs> <laughs> in my instance. Well, no, it's true. So I've got a story. So like, you know, as I said, we moved house the other day and, um, and in moving house, we moved from being a 20, 25-minute drive away from my son's school each way to a three-minute and 11-second walk because we know this because Jaden timed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed that he was the one that wanted to time it because I was, I was like, oh, I was it with you. <laughs> his idea, but I was like, I know where you come from. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so in Ant's head, he was like, wow, you have like a whole extra hour and a bit in your day now to do stuff. That means I can give stuff to you. Mm. So like in the very, like I think we were in the house like three days and on the first, like on the second day or something, he um, said, oh, you're coming into work today, aren't you? Can you drop me into daycare on the way? And i got to tell you, number one, it's not on the way. It's like a 20-minute like side trip before going to the office and uh, and then also the day before he had just kind of sent through all like a whole bunch of jobs to me as in like admin home admin type jobs so he had organized a new tv but then suddenly I was the person who was having to speak to my brother who was going to install it and then speak to this other person because they had a certain piece of equipment and I was just like fuck is going on here <laughs> sorry <laughs> let's just take this let's just take this too explicit straight away and I and so I started getting really narky and then over the next few days basically everything he said or did was just at so I built up a story in my mind that oh you are such a jerk like you just think I have all this time on my hands and you just you know, now you're just going to fill it, blah, blah, blah. And so everything that he said or did for the next few days was adding to that story, whether it was actually doing it or not, that was happening in my mind. And then I kind of had to go in the end, you know what, like I, I think, and this is a, like a bit like where does resentment come from? I was angry at him for not knowing how I was thinking. Like mm-hmm. I was angry at him for going, how do you know, like how do you not know that I actually don't have that that extra hour that I now have in my day, I spend like doing housework that I wasn't able to do before, you know, or getting on top of home admin that I wasn't able to do before. I'm not kind of kicking back on the couch watching Oprah. Um, so in my head, that's the conversation I was having. And it, But then I kind of went, hang on a minute, you're just expecting him to know this. Mm. And obviously he doesn't. How is he going to find out by you just giving him filthy looks every time he asks you to do something? Because <laughs> that was my tactic. My tactic was to look at him like in a 
what? I can't believe you just asked me that way and expect him to interpret that as, oh, right, sorry, that, that, that means you actually don't have as much time as I think you do. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked you to do that. And I think, yeah, so I feel resentment comes a lot from us expecting people to read our minds. Absolutely. And know exactly what's going on in our minds. And obviously this is not realistic. <laughs> Have you found the same? Yeah, 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 totally. I think in particularly in like romantic relationships or relationships where you mm. spend so much time together, that in my experience, anyways, is definitely the case. You know, why why am I having to explain this? You know, why why yeah. do I have to explain this? And, like the reality is that we're not the center of anyone's world, <laughs> you know. And I think sometimes we kind of just forget that people aren't seeing things from the same point of view that we are. And, but I think for me anyway, it, there's also a flip side of it. If I'm not clear about what I need, and this applies to work and yep. family relationships and everything else, if I'm not clear, I still somehow expect things to happen in the way that I need yes. them to happen. And then, <laughs> I'm exactly the same. So I'm not, I, I, I'm not only resentful of the other person or the other people and what they're doing that is is kind of unfair to me. But I'm also resentful of myself and my own inability to be clear about these things. You know, in a work situation, for example, <laughs> yeah. if I haven't actually taken the time to very clearly and explicitly explain what needs to happen from this other person and then it doesn't happen, yeah. <laughs> I'm resentful of them <laughs> and I'm also resentful of my own inability to say, hey, this is what needs to happen, you know. Yeah. And I think that's not helpful either. And I guess – there's a fine line between communicating clearly and then communicating so over the top that everything you're trying to say gets lost <laughs> as well. I know. Eh? And this is like, uh, this is the fine line that I find hard. Like sometimes I feel like I don't want to say something because it seems so obvious to me. I'm like, I can't, I don't know how to say this without sounding patronizing mm -hmm. because it seems so obvious to me, but this person obviously hasn't, got it how do I say this in a way that doesn't sound like me going you're such an idiot like <laughs> you not know this and that's the bit that I really really struggle with is is communicating something that's super obvious to me but clearly not obvious to somebody else but if I don't communicate it how do I how can I expect them to behave in the way that I think is the way that I need them to behave or yeah it's yeah. a it's not easy and I think different relationships need different approaches as well you know I think the way that we talk to our partner for example can be quite different <laughs> to the way that we talk to <laughs> someone in a professional capacity but also there's a, there's emotions more more emotions at play when you're talking to a partner or a friend or, or a family member so you need to deal with it in a different kind of way rather than pointing the finger and getting people on the defensive I think it's really important to to make it about how it makes me feel rather than, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not saying yeah. you're doing this wrong and it's causing me to feel this way, but when this happens, I feel like this. I feel like that's a yeah. much more helpful way of being able to get that conversation started. Still saying the same thing essentially, but it's not getting the person's back up immediately. Yeah, that's it. You know, and I think... I think with uh, work situations, for example, I think it can be just a, a matter of, first of all, committing yourself to communicating more clearly and figuring out what it is that you're resentful of and why and what you can do to fix that. And if someone's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then call attention to that in a different sort of way. 
Uh, but when it comes to more emotional relationships, I think that dealing with it in that way is is a lot more helpful than, you know, dirty looks or... Yeah. <laughs> well, even just trying to have a comment, like, you know, it feels passive-aggressive to send people emails or write. Like we um, at, so at work we have Slack, which is that mm-hmm. kind of messaging tool. And then, yeah, so I was sitting at work seething and being really angry and I thought I'm going to nip this resentment feeling in the bud because I don't like it. Um, and so I just sent Anne a slight message and I said, look, I'm not saying – I took very much that I feel thing. I said, look, I – it's nothing worse than starting. Well, please don't take this the wrong way, or please don't take this offensively. But no offense, I think but you kind of get, you can kind of get away with that with your partner. I reckon. I said, look, I just don't. I don't want you to think take this as me having a go at you. This is just me not expecting you to be a mind reader and just letting you know what's happening in my head. Mm. And so I just said, look, I know you you seem to think. Oh, I, I'm sure I could have. I feel that you think um, I have heaps more time on my hands now, but I actually don't. Like I have an extra hour in my day, yes, but this is how I spend that hour. When you ask me to just drop me or off on the way to work, I think you have to realise that's not on the way to work, that's a 20 minutes out of the way to work and I only have a five-hour working day as it is. So I feel like you're kind of telling me that my time is not as valuable as yours in the workplace. Yeah, and I think that to be able to distill it down into that kind of feeling is really helpful because you're yeah. able to then say, that's what I was pissed about, right. Yeah. It's not, the, it's not the thing that you're asking me to do or the fact that I have to do it in and of itself. It's that thing, that feeling, that reason for me feeling so angry is the issue Yes. What can we do to stop that? And I think that's really helpful in moving past it. Yeah. You know, even though things might not necessarily change immediately, to be able to identify what it is kind of takes that burden of angst and anger and, and upset off your shoulders and you can say, well, this is the thing that I'm, I'm cranky about and this is what we're going to do about it. And I think that that's really helpful because the thing about resentment, the reason that it's so – it just affects everything. You know, if you're feeling resentful or unappreciated or, you know, overcommitted because other people aren't doing what you feel like they need to be doing, you don't want to do anything, you know, and, and that impacts on your mental health and your ability to relax and enjoy the time that you do have with the people that you want to spend. You know, it really does impact everything. And it affects how you talk to people and how you carry yourself. So, like, when I was pissed off with that, you know, I was kind of like, you know, I was snappy with the kids as well mm. because then, like, I started seeing the little things that I was like, what do you guys think? I'm here to be your slave. You can take your own quilt upstairs. Um, you know. I'm pretty sure I said those exact words like three days ago. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, of course, with Ant, like, so then he's kind of catching a vibe from me, although he still hasn't caught up to what it is. Like, he's, so he knows he's done something. He doesn't know what it is. So then he starts tiptoeing around. I start getting a little bit snappy. And as, like, as you said earlier, like there's there's no good way for this to end other than you know, other than somebody saying something or or me just swallowing it and going, oh, whatever, it's too hard. And I think like this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's maybe even a topic for another podcast. But it's do like a little bit mantra that I've been saying to myself is do the hard thing. So like I couldn't. I didn't really feel like entering into a, okay, and like the, this is the reason. I didn't feel like spending 30 minutes 
crafting a way of communicating to him why I was feeling so angry at that particular point in time. And I, and I also didn't know what his reaction would be and I had to kind of prepare myself for him potentially getting angry and then having this big emotional thing. And I've had a few like really big emotional upheavals in the last kind of six weeks. So I just kind of didn't want to go there. Mm. But I went, you know what, this is your, you know, your husband-wife relationship. It's kind of important. If you don't nip it in the bud now, then you're going to be narky at each other for a week and he's not going to know what's going on. So I just said, do the hard thing. I put those words together. And in the end, he, he read them and he was like, oh, Kel, I'm so sorry. I had I literally had no idea. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And and it was like it was really that easy in the end after doing the hard things. So I think a lot of these, when we get into these situations where resentment is building and breeding, it seems really, really hard to have the conversation. And you kind of think, oh, I just can't deal with the potential emotional fallout of having this conversation. But if you don't have that conversation now, the emotional fallout further down the track, if it's too, you know, when you have the massive fight with your partner in three days' time, is going to be a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, that's where I've kind of gotten to with these these things. I've never been a big fan of feeling resentful or letting resentments kind of grow in me. I generally do that hard thing of having the conversation and it's mainly a protective thing because, yeah, I, my personality type doesn't deal with emotional upheaval too well. So I, I kind of go, all right, I'll deal with a potentially smaller emotional upheaval now to save myself the potentially massive emotional upheaval down the road somewhere in a, you know, an indefinite point of time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that idea of doing the hard thing, having the hard conversation is really important. I do think it's important to pick your time. Yeah. For those as well, you know, yes. when everyone's <laughs> rushing out the door, uh, already five minutes late might not be the best time to have that conversation about why you're resentful, yeah. why you're feeling resentful. <laughs> but as you were talking, there's another thing that occurred to me, um, and it's probably actually it's something I've benefited from hugely this year. I've been meditating and really practicing mindful living this year, and yeah. what I've been amazed at is. Like, I feel like I'm pretty terrible at meditation. You know, thoughts come in all the time and it's a constant kind of tug of war to find the ability to say, yeah, okay, I see you over there, thought, and I'm not... I'm not falling for that. I'm not thinking about you. You know, like that's yeah. quite. I'm not going to engage. I see you, but yeah. I'm not engaging. Give me six minutes, and we'll talk then. You know that <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. But I think what that's teaching me is the ability to just sit and be, feel my feelings, as I, I often yeah. say, just to just feel the feelings and explore them a bit and not try and crowd them with judgment or even reasons or rationality or anything like that, but to just feel it. And that seems to have helped me a lot in being able to distill much more quickly why I'm feeling resentful and pinpoint the actual issue rather than all the ripples that come out from it, which aren't usually the problem. It's just that mm. pinpoint issue and I do feel like this this like this mindfulness practice has absolutely helped me be able to do that a lot more effectively. Yeah, that's so lovely. <laughs> you know, I I, um, I did the meditation challenge when you guys were doing it for the Slow Your Home podcast, and it was like you know I didn't experience anything like earth shattering, like oh I'm now so calm. And it's yeah, don't you find like you and I are pretty calm people normally. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe for people like us, like, we got a lot going on in our heads, 
but outwardly we're, we're not people that blow up yeah we're not have dramatic yeah, yeah. We, we're pretty calm normally so I often wonder like is it am I expecting too much from meditation is me, is meditation more just to like I keep wanting to see what's the benefit that I'm expecting from meditation <laughs> that I'm not getting like you know what am I not feeling that won't keep that I'm struggling to stay with it because I'm not getting this thing what am I missing Brooke uh, it's a really good question because, I, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people who have meditated for years and they still feel like they suck at meditation. It's the actual act of just committing to that time and constantly practicing that return to the breath or return to the focus point and just saying no to engaging with those thoughts like that is meditation and I, I it took me a while to realize that, that that's where the benefit is. It's not in this is my understanding my very limited understanding in it's not in reaching this point of you know nirvana where we levitate off the floor you know and and reach this kind of incredible point of clarity it's just that constant practice of letting it be truly just letting it be and accepting and just not holding on just letting the thoughts be there and doing their thing but not engaging with them and not judging them and it's, that's not easy at all. And I've found really gradually the benefits become more apparent. Like it's just more calm in my head. Like if I had everything on my plate a year ago even that I have on my plate at the moment, I would not be okay. You'd be in the fetal position. <laughs> I would. You know, and now <laughs> it's, I, I'm busy but it's intentional and I can focus Whereas a year ago, I don't think I would have been able to do that. I couldn't have been busy and focused and productive. I would have been busy and overwhelmed. Now, with the exception of a couple of days, you know, I don't feel that that overwhelm nearly as much. So to me, that's where the benefit is. It's not in this, it's not even in the moment of meditation. You know, I'll do my six minutes, maybe out to 10. I'm like, okay, well, that was, that was great. That was a really nice break for my brain. I don't feel... Like I'm, I don't feel enlightened, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I, there's this pocket of space in my brain that I didn't have ten minutes ago, and I think over time those pockets of space add up to something a bit more significant. Cool, and it does, I guess, and like you know, I guess bringing it back to the topic of resentment, it's just, as you <laughs> yeah. say, it it just allows on the reflection, and you allow those thoughts to come in and out. And but I think maybe you do quite often find out, as you said. That this thing that you are getting angry about, you're not actually angry about that thing. It's more this other thing over here. And if you do the hard thing, deal with that other thing, then yeah, suddenly those problems do evaporate. Do we have anything else to say on this topic? No, I think put a nice bow on it. You've got an awesome quote to finish. <laughs> I've got a quote to finish. I haven't had a quote for ages, guys. So, and it's you know, it's not a uplifting quote. <laughs> it's just a um. It's just a little thought. It's snappy though, I like you. it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little thought to leave you with today on this topic, and that is resentment are like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. I love that quote. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. 
And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag letitbepod or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. And finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And, um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.